because I'm alone. There's no one here beside me. Oh, we're still recording. Hey, <laughs> area, stand up and let's be heard. No more sitting in the shadows. We're known for our winning ways and not being the best. That just ain't for us. We're loud, we're proud, and we're unapologetic about it. So even when times are looking as dark as the black and blue we wear on our crest, we tell them that Goonies never say die. And when we're done shaking things up on the pitch, there's another shake coming. This is something that's been created by the people for the people. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquakes related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. All right, y'all, we unfiltered this week. We got the greatest. Jacob, unfortunately, couldn't make it this week, so I'm going to talk about the Seattle game. So we can just start off with how the game started. Uh, I was actually pretty happy with how the game started. I wasn't really expecting to see any of the ball, and I was just really hoping for not to see what we saw last year with the football score lines, American football, where it was 7-1. It was just every three seconds, boom, goal, boom, goal, boom, goal. Uh, I got scared at points with Flo when I saw him coming up and pressing, and then like I'd see him at a halfway line and just following his man, but we did a good job not to let that space be abused. Um, I thought we did really well on the counter. It's still our best option. I, I would like to see the wingers check a little bit more, just so we have options and outlets other than just sending it long. Uh, it was, yeah, it was really hard for us. I wasn't expecting the ball much, but when we did get it, I feel like we did good with our opportunities and we got a lot of shots and just feel like we got unlucky because Stefan Fry is just is showed again, just class keeper, one of the best in the league. Unfortunate to see him get injured and more unfortunate that we couldn't score in the four or six minutes that they had one of the Roldan brothers in net. Um, yeah, but it's going to probably be a shorter episode again this week just because it's me and there won't be back and forth banter. So we can just go straight to the player ratings. Oh, actually, you know what? We can talk about the game a little bit more. Uh, I thought set pieces were really good. I feel like we're getting a lot better at them. We're getting creative with them. We're actually getting some chances off of them. They're still not great. And I think it's just because I have such a low standard from last year. Um, defending them still needs work. Uh, we're losing marks or we're letting stuff go by. But again, a lot better than last year. So I see the works paying off and that's all that really matters. And we're looking a little more consistent in that stuff. So the four-year plan that we've been hearing from Almeida, it's we're seeing it come into flourishing. Uh, but now we can go into the player ratings. So you guys actually, if you haven't, if you're not just listening and you're watching, uh, this is the website, if you haven't been, aftershock.club. And here's the article I wrote. It's a actually a shorter one, mine are a little bit longer, uh, edited by Ms. Harmony Jacob. She's a good friend of mine and she helps out with my third grade on a good day grammar. So uh, we can start with JT. Uh, I said that he needs to do better uh, on the original cross that led to the rebound leading to the goal. So I feel like everything was kind of coming from that left side and it was, that's a tough ball when it's around the six for a keeper, but he was kind of already out there and that's the second or third time we've seen a goal scored on us this season coming from that direct thing. Now I'm not really expecting him to save it every time, but maybe a little bit organ better organization with the back line coming out, just being more confident with the decision-making, like choose what you're going to do, stay back or go out for it. You can't go half and half. Um, I didn't really get to see much of him for the rest of the game. 
there weren't many shots on him and the few that were were right at him uh i didn't really get to see much organization either so i gave him a 6.3 Did, yeah didn't really get to see much from him lopez again the positioning was really good and it really seemed that like a lot of the attack had to come from the opposite side of the field barely remember him having to do much work and when he did really well positioned and worked well with Beeson to really push him out. I guess Firo probably had something to do with him, but I didn't see much of him. Uh, yeah, he did really well to focus on defense and what you want to see from a defender. But I also felt like I was seeing him get an attack. Now, it wasn't like Marie or Thompson that like pretty much becomes another winger and they're doing all these skill moves, but it was really nice to have overlapping runs and creating that extra space for us so it spread it out the defense. So I gave him a 6.7, not the best performance, but it was solid. Uh, Beeson, I thought he had a good game. Really good positioning, good blocks. Uh, and I guess in a good way, we didn't really get to see much of him. And I feel like that was due to his press and his lockdown of the area. He uh, really did a good job of holding that line, especially with Alanis being out for, I mean, it seems, I don't want to say the foreseeable future, but I'm assuming he'll probably sit out for Saturday's game as well. Uh, that he's doing a good job and getting more comfortable as he gets into the league. So I give him 6.8. Uh, Youngworth, uh, he's my guy and I love him, but well, okay. I'll say what I said, what, what he did first. He did well defending, uh, what was like directly in front of him. So if someone was attacking him or if it was coming from the middle and he dealt well with most of the crosses. So if it was crossed in his positioning was good to head it out. However, it seemed all the attacks were coming from his side. And if Tommy was higher and he had to shift out, he didn't really step to the wingers. So that let more crosses come in. And he really had to shift out a lot. So that's why there were a lot of opportunities. And I just gave him a 6.3. And then on the header clearance, he did a good job of clearing it, but he had a little bit of time and he headed it back in the middle. And you know, as a defender, never had it in the middle, had it high and wide. And he was making an attempt to do it, but didn't really get it off well. So I gave him a 6.3 for this game. Uh, and then my, my actual boy, Thompson, uh, I had to also give him a 6.3. Uh, he found the ball early on, which last game I gave him the critique of, like, it just couldn't get on the ball. It seems like he was making the runs. No one was passing to him. But early on, it seemed like he was involved in the offense, and he was really an outlet for us, and I thought he was doing great with that on the attack. However, it seemed every single attack for Seattle was coming on his side, and he wasn't really stepping to the ball enough. And it, I know it's hard because you have to run all the way back, but he wasn't right on them, which allowed, like, them to cross. It was the same thing we saw with the Wando goal. Uh, the guys are somewhat coming at him, but they're not giving a full press and they're allowing the people to cross. So that's why I had to give him a low rating. Uh, Fierro, uh, I said, honestly, he could or could not have played this game. You did not see him for most of the game. He did well to get on his man defensively as we did not see many attacks come from his side. However, we did not see him help us on offense. And I just, I feel like that was a game. There were a couple times I saw him give a good or attempt at a through ball. And I saw him a few times in the first 30 minutes, but yeah, I, I don't remember anything from him in the game, like productive or not productive. And then defensively, I don't feel like I remember seeing him. And I feel like recently I always give him critiques, but he's been doing a really good job defensively. And just like, you always see him working hard. I just didn't see him this game. Uh, and then I have Remedy next. He did well to create chances and find outlet for us. It was nice to see him in the box-to-box -box role, where he was more connected defensively to Yule to shut down the middle some more. 
I give him a 6.9 rating. Yeah, I feel like every time we were able to get it to Romedi, he was able to churn and try and find an out for us. I remember he had a lovely ball to switch it out wide to the left, which was one of our best chances of the game. And just was looking to churn. And I saw him more in the attack. And he's just very, I don't want to say calm on the ball, but he's solid on the ball. It doesn't get taken off him very much. And when it does, he's very good to try and win it back. Um, but I felt like he got caught a little high, or if he was pressing, it'd have to be somewhere kind of weird and that forced Yule to kind of have to sit back a little bit more or have to go really far wide another direction. And then when they were both split, there'd be an opening in the middle and then they would attack through the middle, which I feel Youngworth did a good job of dealing with Beeson as well. But I'll just say Youngworth because I feel more of the attack came from the left side. But I wish that could have been a little bit more well-organized. So next up, we have Jackson Yule. I said, did not get to see as much of him as we usually do offensively. Defensively, it seems like he was always making a recovery run for someone, which seemed to be the impact of his game. Yeah, I don't I don't remember Yule being on the ball whatsoever, doing much or anything. I think he had one like really solid pass that led to a good shot attempt. But yeah, I felt like every time there was a counterattack, he was the one sprinting back, going to press out wide or having to do a recovery run or get a shift three people over just to make the run. And I feel like that's all I really saw from him today. It wasn't bad, but we need more from him, especially on offense as we rely playing through him a lot. I gave him a 6.4. And then also with a 6.4, Chofis was productive in attack. The problem was getting him in attack were few and far between. And that's really all I can say for him today. Um, I, it's been the last couple of games, actually. I feel like we're not seeing him on the ball much. He's doing a good job of running around, but I want to see him maybe check a little bit more to collect the ball because when he does get it, he churns, he attacks, he plays. And it's very creative every time. And it's always a great opportunity, not just a good one, but like a great opportunity when he's getting the ball. It's just, we're not finding him enough. And it doesn't look like he's always looking to collect the ball. So I, I just want to see more from him. Uh, and then with his worst game of the season, I think um, I gave him a six out of 10 Espinoza. It just, it wasn't his day. You didn't see much of him. And when you did, it, it wasn't great. It was either his touch or a random bounce. It just didn't go his way. I remember he had a one-on-one -on -one perfect ball shipped into him, volleys it. It just goes wide left, not even on target, as if he was crossing it back to they crossed it to him. There were a couple of times it just bounced on him. It wasn't going good. His touch looked heavy, just really not his day. And you know what? It happens. You get unlucky. He'll bounce back. He's not in form right now. Thankfully, the team around him, is doing a little bit better so we don't have to rely so much on him. But we need to get him back in form, especially when we're playing some of these bigger teams. Uh, and then someone who I thought actually did, believe it or not, I thought did really well today uh, was Cal. Uh, he was not expected to see much of the ball for this game, but he was very effective in his few chances. He did have. And he did a good job of pressuring Seattle's defense, was very unlucky not to score. Stefan Fry was showing once again. He's one of the top goalkeepers in the league. So I feel like on that big save that uh, Stephen Fry had, that was a huge save, great opportunity. Cal put it in the bottom corner. It was on his right foot, so it curled into him. That's all you can ask for. And again, I wasn't expecting to see much of the ball today. So being smart with your chances of being effective. I feel like he did a good job of that, drawing defenders out, opened it up, spread the offense for us, and really pressured that back line. So it uh, gave us opportunities. And yes, I know Seattle's playing at the back three, but if it's one on three, how are, they, how are we – can outnumber them. So he did good considering all that. And I know they had a sub, but still did great. And then did a really good job to track back a few times and press the wide guy and just force the ball out. So we can move on to the subs. 
Uh, I have Shea Salinas first at 6.8. I thought he had a pretty good game, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, I remember the very first play of the game, actually. He had some of the best defense I've seen all year from the MLS and just locked down the guy. And then about one play later, gave a great through ball to one of the Seattle players, and they almost scored. I said he looked lively and was very disciplined on defense and gave us a different look on offense to help us out. That was pretty much his impact for the game. Really was a great sub, gave us energy, moved along. Love to see it. Chris Swandolowski. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to rate him last game when he would have had a great rating, but for this game, I had to give him a 6 out of 10. He looked like he was trying to bring the team alive with his pressure early on, and that's all I could say. He was pressing hard. He was running hard, but it, it, it didn't look connected to everyone. It didn't look like he was trying to do a team press. It just looked like he was waiting for his moment to run, and when he did, he ran hard, and one of those led to a yellow, as we saw. But I think he was trying, and I just think it wasn't I, – I would have maybe liked to see Kikanovich come in as well. I think it was smart to sub Wondolowski in. Um, it's just tough the way the game was going, and it didn't really suit him the way it was going. Uh, next we have Andy Rios. Not as impactful as usual when coming off the bench and just looked tired at the start and started to come alive at the very end of the game, but it was far too late. So, yeah, Rios looked really slow as if he was playing the whole game. I like him as a sub because he's not the most pacey, but when everyone else is kind of tired and he only has to run for 30 minutes, he's usually at a higher tempo. And just for the first, like, 20 minutes, I really didn't see much. And it was in the, wasn't until near extra time started where I really started to see him kind of get his rhythm and pace. And then he started to look pretty good. It was just, yeah, like I said, it was far too late at that point. Abikasis, I have it at a 6.8. Oh, uh, Rios was a 6.3 if I didn't say that. Abikasis, I have it at a 6.8. Really good defensive presence once he came on. And once again, the positioning was great. Really feel like he wasn't allowing crosses in. It was nice to have someone who was more natural to the position. And that's no knock on Tommy because I really, again, he's one of my favorite players. And uh, you'll be actually getting to see that soon if you've been following the Instagram account. Uh, you've seen there's some pretty big news between us and Tommy Thompson at the moment. Uh, more to come on that later in the week. But, yeah, I feel like Abikasas was very good at defensive presence, knew the positioning, knew where to be, right place, right time, and just really looked like he was in a natural, comfortable position for himself to move up and down that wing. Now, that goes back to Tommy and Flo, especially, but really everyone this game. I feel like we've been really good at defense and man marking. That's the thing I've been able to take away from each game that, oh, our man marking looks good, this, that, and the other. Yeah, we were good at following a guy, but I don't know if we were just scared because it was a – better opponent and one of the top dogs but we were just kind of running towards him but not pressing him so there was no real pressure a lot of the time especially when they're in the final third and that's where all their chances came and I feel like that's something we need to work on and just look I don't want to say childish but we can do a lot better than that and that that's what makes it so tough is because I feel like we have a chance this year and it just we didn't get it going then I will say the nice part, Jacob's not here, though. So all the player ratings, no questioning. And you know what? It, it was great. It was perfect. And I feel like that's how it always should be. We Overall, though, sucks to get a loss, but that was a good loss. And I'm actually kind of happy with it uh, in the sense of it showed promise and it showed we do we can fight with the top dogs. Yes, Seattle was kind of out of it. And it's not playoffs, and they usually come alive in playoffs. But 
this is a real make or break game for us because I feel if we look at the film and we look at what we need to work on and we work on it in training, which I feel like we have been doing so far this year, we can build and so early on the season that the ceiling is looking very high for us right now. However, if we just kind of look like, oh, we went on a win streak and we kind of fought with them and we just keep doing the same old, same old, while it's good now, it's gonna, the season's way too long, especially by the time we get to playoffs, it's not going to work out for us. So this is going to be a real make or break game for us. I know it's only a couple games in, but this could be a defining game for us based on our attitudes and how we deal with it. Now, we have a game coming up versus Portland. And it's only a couple days away, so I want to show what we think. And by we, I mean me, because Jacob's not here, uh, what the starting lineup should be. So you may think I'm crazy. I know there's one in there, but I think Judson should be the starting center back for this game. And you know what? I said it. I don't hear no complaining. It's my decision. Jacob is going to kill me, by the way, when he sees these lineups. So... I have reasoning for my lineup. Uh, for those listening, we have a 4-2-3-1. I want JT to be in goal. I feel like that's a given. He's been a little shaky lately, but I still think he's the best option. Now, I want Marie to start at left back. Now, I think Lopez is still the best option at left back. However, with this quick turnaround and Lopez having that lingering issue, and it looked like he kind of cramped up or had an issue at the end of last game, I don't think it's smart for him to play this soon. So I think this is a good time to use some of our off-season acquisitions and show that we have squad depth and rotation so we're not burning out by the end of the season. And we put Marie at left back. He's been doing good, too, while he's been there. So it doesn't really scare me to be while well, he's there. And this will be a good test for him because Seattle, or sorry, Portland is a very good team as well. Uh, next at center back, next to him, I think it should be Beeson. I think he's been doing well. I think he deserves to keep playing, get more time. He's looking more comfortable the more he plays. He's young. He also is one of the most fit people on the team. So I think he can handle this quick turnaround. And with Alan Nice. I still don't know what's up with the knee issue, and I don't think this is the game where we throw him back in, so let him recover. Now, I have Jutsen at center back, and I know a lot of people are going to look at that and say I'm crazy, but I have some reasoning. It's a three-game turnaround, and Flo is not the youngest guy in the locker room, and he already kind of has some heavy legs, it looks like, when he's running. Now, he's a warrior for us, and we all love it, but I think with this quick turnaround and two really hard teams like that, it's good to get a little rotation in and I think Judson is the perfect opportunity or perfect guy for the opportunity because he shows a ton of energy he fights he goes and he goes and he goes and we haven't got to see much of him and I think this would be a good game for him to get his legs back and most of the time last season he was like a third center back for us or having to sprint back and play defense so I think this will be a great role for him and it'll help a little bit with the distribution I think and then out at right back, I want Abi Costas. I think this is going to be a strong team. I want a strong defensive presence from the back line right away. And I think he'll help out with the positioning a little bit. My two holding midfielders, those are going to stay the same. I have Romedi and Yule. I think they're both fit. I think they're both young. I think it's going to work perfectly. I don't think that really needs to change too much. I think that's fine how it is. I have trophies at attacking mid as well. Again, I think that's fine. He's been slipping in form recently. Not even that it's been bad, but... I just want to see more of him, and I think he'll do fine with this quick turnaround, especially because usually he gets subbed around the 60th minute, so his legs shouldn't be as tired. But again, as this is a quick turnaround versus two top teams, so we'll see how they handle it. And now over on the left side, I've moved Fierro to the bench, and I think he's been working hard, and I think he can be in the starting lineup. But for this game, and I feel he had a little bit of a poor game, I want Espinosa on the left, who I know I said had his worst game of the season, but he on offense – 
can be one of our scariest guys and on the counter scares everyone and can't be beat and his work ethic is unreal. I want him on the left so he can cut in on the right and pass a little bit more, put a little more pressure. And I think he's always one of our best options offensively. Then we move over to the right side and I want Tommy there. I want Tommy Thompson there because defensively his positioning is still a little off at right back. So that way, when we move Bobby Casas there, we still have a bit of that defensive presence and shape, but now Tommy's best asset when he's a right back is when he gets into that final third. And again, he's so fit. I know he can play in these games. He can keep going and he doesn't have to track back as far. And I think this will lend more offense and creativity in the final third for us. And then Cade Cal, he's 17 years old here at a thousand times. He's doing great. I think he's perfectly fine to start up top. Definitely don't start Wando. I don't think this quick turnaround will be good for him. Um, probably sub Wando on. I want Shade probably also come on as a sub. And as much as I've been uh, preaching for the young guys, I don't think this is maybe the game to throw them in. Again, a very experienced team. Maybe throw some of the more experienced guys, Wando, Shea, into the mix. Much as I love, would love to see Kikanovich, I think maybe the following week or a week after that, maybe break him into the subs. Haji, break him into the subs and really see where we can go with that. But I think this is the lineup we should go. Is it the lineup we're going to use? Of course not. <laughs> I think the 4-2-3-1 is the only thing I'm getting right here. And maybe a couple guys here and there. But yeah, I would. I really like Judson at center back. And I really think, I'm not the coach. I'm just a guy talking on a podcast. But I would really like to see some sort of change in squad rotation. I don't want to be seeing the same lineup because we have more depth this year. And it's such a quick turnaround. And it's a long season ahead of us. This would be a great time to show our depth and squad rotation. And I want to get some points this week. I was fine with losing them versus Seattle as long as we have a good loss. I knew that was going to happen. But because we're not playing the whole of the MLS, we have to understand it is a tough conference that we're in. We probably have the toughest one if we look at all the other teams. And this is going to be one of the top dogs. I don't want just a tie. I actually want to win this weekend. I think if we get a tie – depending on how we play that will determine my mood but I think we go for the win this weekend and I think that will really really put us in a good spot going ahead to our other games all right and now we're moving on to our fan questions and believe it or not we actually got some people to respond this week so let's just go to that first up we have oh that's awkward Haley underscore B67. Who is your favorite player and why? Hashtag ask Aftershock. Good question, Haley. Uh, my favorite player of all time is Ron Albino. Uh, if you watch any soccer, that's a lot of people's favorite player. They all know who he is. Uh, just he always had a smile on his face. And I just like when you're so young, like it literally made me like believe magic, the things he was doing. It was just so incredible. And again, loved that he had a smile on his face. And then I used to play FIFA with my dad all the time when I was super young and we always played as the Brazilian team. And I just always found myself that I happened to have him and I'd always be scoring with him and just, I loved watching him play and just still brings a smile to my face now. So that's, uh, that's why he's my favorite player and always will be probably. Oh, you know what? And Tommy Thompson, especially after uh, this last week is making a great case for number two. Yeah. Tommy's uh Tommy's the homie. So I really appreciate that. And we'll, uh, You'll see more of Tommy coming up soon on Aftershock. It's a little preview for next week. Our next question 
comes from Christopher Dot Huff. It's my friend Chris. What does San Jose have to give that to the best chance to make it to the MLS Cup final? Uh, I think what he was trying to say is what does uh, San Jose have to do to get to the MLS Cup final? To make it there, we're just going to say make it and not win. I think this game on Wednesday really showed we have a squad that could make a good playoff run. Uh, I think Saturday will be a good test to see if it was legit or a fluke. As of now, I think we have the potential actually to win it this year. I don't think we're there yet but I think we have actual good potential. And every year, especially with MLS, you never know what could happen. You'd be like, oh, if the Quakes do this, that, and the other, maybe they could do a good run and maybe they can win. You kind of half-heartedly say it, but I truly believe we actually have a chance at winning this year based off now. But it's only four games in the season, so we have to see what happens. But just to make it to the final, if the playoffs were today, I would say good seeding and lucky placement, hoping we don't ha- hoping the other teams eliminate themselves because we still haven't seen us play LA Galaxy or LAFC. Um, and we just, there's just one game. Now, if the season progresses, I think our best chance of getting to the MLS Cup Final, which again, I think we have a really good chance of, is we have to improve on these little mistakes. Because I haven't really seen many goals that the other team has like earned. Don't get me wrong, that last goal was a banger and they scored it, but it's all coming from little mistakes we're making that are really fixable and just really focusing and just keeping that focus throughout the game. And then if we keep improving that and we get solid with that, which I think we honestly could by the end of the year, I don't see teams beating us. And I, I just think it'll be a dogfight. There'll be a couple of close games, but I think we honestly have a chance as long as we keep fixing and working on these small things. And if everyone's honest with themselves, like Cade Cal, that's something I really respect about him is not only they 17 and playing pro and this and the other, but a lot like he sat down with himself and really said, I did miss a lot of one V one chances last year, which was my biggest complaint about him. And he was getting in a ton of them and he, all he worked on in summer was finishing. So if the team can sit down and look at themselves and say, we need to do better at this, 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 and like have a real talk with themselves. I, it's going to be hard to beat us. Those were all great questions though. Um, and then if you've made it this far, I guess I'll give you a little sneak preview. If you've been on the Instagrams, you've uh, seen that I called Tommy Thompson out and I wanted to have an interview with him. And he actually did agree after two days. I think I was annoying him so much that he would sit down and do an interview with us. So we'll be recording that soon and you can look forward to that. But for now, vamos San Jose and let's get that win this weekend.